Can I get a show of hands? Does anybody have a little trouble when it comes to the bedtime hour? Let's just be honest. Can there be more struggles thrown in the day than in that 30 to 45 minutes where we're trying to get kids transitioned from playing or doing whatever they're doing, watching their shows to getting to bed? If that's a problem for you and you have a little chaos and you need some calm, today's episode is for you. As a matter of fact, it is the first of a little mini series I'm doing, three episodes on how to bring the chaos under control and peace to your house. Hope you'll stick around because you're going to want to take some notes on this one. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control, with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I wanna help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. So friends, we are going to just dive deeply into some really practical information for today. Things that I wish I had known when I was a new mom and we were, I was just basically managing my chaos. I felt good about myself. If everybody got fed and they were dressed and nobody was hurt and we, everybody got in bed at a semi-reasonable time. When I learned some systems and routines that really brought some structure to the way we lived our loosey-goosey life, it was amazing. Now, I do not want you to hear me saying all these things and think that you have to have a rigid time schedule that you're going to check off every minute of every day. That is not the case. This is a general guideline that when applied consistently, and there's the word consistently, you're going to hear me say that probably in all three of our episodes, because it's the consistency that we lack. And we let little things derail us. And so then we're like, oh, well, Tuesday's different from Monday, which is different from Wednesday. And I just can't do this. It's just, we don't have a set schedule. Well, you do have a schedule. You do have some parameters that you can work with. So I'm going to give you three easy steps, three practical, doable steps that hopefully will help you and be a blessing in your nighttime routine. First step, what does a great night look like in your mind's eye, in your vision, when you compare yourself to others or what other peaceful, wonderful households are doing, what does that look like? And I really actually want you to jot it down because that's the key to calming your chaos. And I want you to go ahead and envision utopia. So we're going to predict what would this wonderful night look like? Everybody loves one another. We're loving and hugging and we're reading our stories together. We're snuggling on the couch. We're having warm milk and cookies. Then you say, darlings, it's time for bed. And everybody cleans up and they tiptoe through the tulips to their bedrooms, go to sleep without a peep. Nobody wets the bed. There's no night terrors and there's no complaining that they need another snack or water, right? That'd be on my list. Let's be real. That would be my list. And that's what I kind of am like, well, I'm not doing that. So I'm a failure. No, no, no. Okay. So, so number one, just jot down what that would look like. What does that, what does it envision? 
Now, number two is we're going to start fleshing this out. We're going to start making this happen. So, so the first thing that I need for you to do is to decide what is the, what is the time that you want your kids to be in bed? Now, let me say that again. What's the time you want your kids to be in bed? And if they don't readily already go to bed and you don't have a routine that lets this happen seamlessly, that's going to be one of the things that you're going to have to work on, Mama. That's one of those pieces of consistency that you're going to have to hold yourself accountable to because as you set the tone, they follow. So let's say that that bedtime is eight o'clock. That's your utopian. That's the perfect time. It could be six o'clock. It could be 630. How much sleep do your children need? What is it that they need so that they're not waking up tired the next morning? So once you figure that out, you're going to write that time down. So go ahead. What is that time? And you're going to jot it down. Now, we're going to backwards plan from that to build out our system. And in building out this system, and in building out the system, you're going to put in all of the things that are important and that need to happen. So first, you're going to figure out your bedtime, what that is, write it down. Now, we're going to start to set some alarms on your smartphone. Yep, you heard me right. And it doesn't, you can have as many alarms on your phone as you want. So if they're in two five-minute, two or five-minute increments. That's okay. There is no shame. You're training yourself and you're training your kids with this new system of how this could possibly work. Now, is it important for you that the kids pick up their toys and they clean up after themselves, that they have that responsibility? Is it important to you that they brush their teeth? Is there a need for AR books or a required amount of reading time that has to be signed off honestly on their school papers? Is it important that you're ready for the next day, that everything's together and you're not going to wait until in the morning to figure all this out? If those things are important to you as we're fleshing out your system, as we're fleshing out this time, then you're going to write those things down. All right, so So let's say that our bedtime was eight o'clock. So at 7.45, maybe they're already in their bed, but you're going to do your prayers. If you read a Bible story or if you read a bedtime story, sing a song, whatever your bedtime routine is, how long does that take? Five minutes, 15 minutes. So you're going to write that down and then back up from that. Do they take a bath at night or a shower, brush their teeth? How long does that take? I know that I had one, if I would forget he was in the shower, he would be in there for an hour and a half. And then all the other kids are out there, well, so-and-so won't get out of the shower. So you have to know that, okay? That's where the alarms come in. So if our toys need to be put up, are they doing that? And if we've had a time where we've, and we're going to talk about this in the next episode, the homework headache. But if we've, if you've done the homework, if we've if they've lollygagged around, if it's all finished, where does that need to go? Does that need to be put inside a homework folder and then that homework folder inside their book bag? What needs to happen so that when they go to bed, you're done, you're ready for the next day. That's what we're going, that's what I'm asking you to write down, okay? That's what I'm asking you to write down. Now, number three, This is the easy step. This is the step where we start to implement. This is the step that you can maybe get some pushback. This is the step where it can feel overwhelming and chaotic when you're first starting it. 
because it's the reality of your day-to-day different schedules, sick kids, dogs that have to go to the vet, you're fixing supper, the bewitching hour, everybody's hungry and crying, and it's just a time of like madness. And when your alarms start going off at 6.30, 6.45, you're like, I haven't finished supper yet. Then you take a breath, you give yourself grace, and you're like, okay, and you and you start again. But I can promise you, I can tell you as one who has been there, if you can implement this, if you can start going this, even if it's just one piece of it, maybe you start with just making sure the book bags are packed the night before. Maybe it's that you're going to make a smooth transition from bath, brush teeth, bed. And so you make that into a system and then you back up and you add another element. However it is that you have to do it. I just want to encourage you, do not give up. Keep tweaking this until it works for you and keep doing it until it's a habit for everybody in the household and then it's and then it's workable. Okay, so your system, you figured out what pieces need to be in there. So let's take it from dinner and you go, well, dinner, we, Wednesday night is a wanna night or Wednesday or Tuesday night is, is ballet night. Wednesday night is a wanna night. Thursday night is baseball. So whatever those different elements are, you just take that into consideration and we work with it. Now I'm going to give you a practical tip on that one. So for example, five children, Wednesday night was a Juana's and youth group. So I had kids that all needed to be at church. Well, fairly early. I mean, we got home from school, homework had to be done, and then we turned around and we went to church. We were fortunate in one of our church homes that we were at that choir and that all of the things happened on Wednesday night. So church choir, junior church choir, Awanas, everything was Wednesday night. So it was a full packed middle of the week prime scene for meltdown. But that particular church offered dinner at church. It was for a nominal fee. And I would have paid anything, to be honest, because it was such a help. So we finished out our homework. We went right to church and ate. And then the kids did their activities. We came home and we amended our nighttime schedule to now we come home, bath or no bath. Sometimes we just wash face and teeth and then to bed. So that was from with one church. When we moved, we did not have that same luxury. So then there was a, a Fazoli's, I'll just call them out because it was a good thing. And they offered um, Tuesday night activities or Wednesday night, I'm sorry, Wednesday night activities for the kids where the, the meals were reduced and they had fun things for the kids to do. Chick-fil-A has the same thing or they had a, a similar program. So we would go grab a bite to eat and then we were off to church. So that's how I home cooked. And I do that in air quotes because, you know, it was not home cooked. But that's how we did the crazy on those nights. And another helper that I'm going to encourage you to get is a crock pot. And name it whatever you will. I named mine Hazel. So my Crock-Pot Hazel, she would fix the meal so that it was done when the kids came home. And that can be any variety of things. Did you know, just a bonus tip, you can put a frozen chicken in a Crock-Pot, turn it on low, and it will cook all day, be perfectly done when you get home in the afternoon, and it's no fuss. It's like having your own rotisserie chicken. But let's go back. Let's go back. I digress like I want to do. So as you're crafting out this schedule and you've thought through everything that needs to be done, I'm going to encourage charts and calendars. Charts and calendars are great for you and for the kids. Chore charts, 
check off boxes, what needs to be done, what are they responsible for. So that will help you on a nightly basis and on a weekly basis. Who has to do what? Who's feeding the dog? Who's unloading the dishwasher? Who is, are they all responsible for putting their own homework folders in their book bags? They can all be responsible for filling up their own water bottle and sticking it in the fridge ready for the next day or even sticking it in the side of their book bag. Picking their snacks, doing as much as you can the night before in your nighttime routine to get ready for the next day. It's the same principle that we use in business and I call it the T3. That's a whole separate training, but take tomorrow today. What all can you do tonight and in your evening schedule to get you ready for tomorrow. So set you up for success. That's another word I like to use. Instead of chaos, choose success. Choose your language and craft it in your head and your mind so that you're thinking success, not chaos. So if we have dinner, we back it up to dinner. So we have dinner. Do they, are your kids responsible for taking their plates to the counter? Do they load them in the dishwasher? Do they scrape them off? Is the table cleaned up? Are their chairs done? Are their chores done? And then there's the shower. And with the shower, you can hook it to, are their clothes laid out? Can they pick out their clothes for the next day? Shoes should be at the door where you're ready to go and put them on so you're not frantically looking all over the house for where are my shoes? Or if the shoes are in their closet, they need to be with the outfit. So it's not a question as to where my shoes are. We, I had times where I had, we showed up at an event and my kids are there without shoes and there's none in the car. So Kevin Lehman, the author of the birth order book and many other excellent books, he would say, use reality discipline and your child has to go without shoes. So that hopefully would, um, and that may sound harsh, but it does work. And then is it library day? Is it, that's where your calendar will come in. If you have a calendar set up where different activities are labeled on there, it's not a surprise to the kids that, oh, tomorrow a book report is due. Oh, tomorrow is library day. Oh, I need money for my lunch this week. Oh, I need snack money. Oh, it's book fair week. Whatever the things are that need to be handled on different days, when that work folder comes home, you dissect it, add it to the calendar, put it up, and then it's no surprise to anyone. And when you do that, then you start to build out these systems that actually work and make your evening seamless. So to recap, you're going to figure out, this is my call to action for you, okay? So to recap, you're going to figure out what is your optimal bedtime because that one's going to, you're going to stay fairly firm with that, firm and realistic, and then you're going to backwards plan from there. What do you need to do after the dinner and until bed? What needs to happen in a seamless type way so that everybody gets to bed and meets this nighttime routine of chores are done, homework's finished, kids are in bed, and we don't have any loose ends. We're not flying by the seat of our pants day to day. Then number three, we're going to make our chore charts. We're going to make the calendar. And if that sounds like a lot of work for you, mama, just go buy one at the Dollar Tree. They have them. And then you get a wipe off eraser, a erasable marker, a wipe off pen, and you just fill in. And you have to get into the routine. It does have to be a habit. And when you train yourself to be consistent, you can then train your littles as well. And this works whether you have multiple preschoolers, preschoolers, babies, middle school, high school, everybody can pitch in and help. 
And when it's visual and it's seen and you consistently keep to it, your nighttime can be one, your, your nighttime routine can be one that blesses your family, gives you some chaos, gives you some chaos control, gives you control over your chaos and brings about a general, more peaceful attitude to your home. And when you do that, then you've been a blessing to your family. Until next time, this is Kathy. Now, I hope that you will start to do some of these things. And I get so excited thinking about the fact that these little words in the airways may, my little words over the airways may actually have a positive effect on your family. And if it is, I would love to hear that. Please go over to my DMs on Instagram and give me a voicemail or drop me a note. I would, that just, y'all, it just lights my heart. It fuels the, the flames of excitement and passion for doing this ministry. So if you would do that, I would be so honored and so blessed. And also make sure you go leave me a review as I'll tell you in just a second how to do that. Go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care. Until next time, this is Kathy. Hey guys, real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at kathylanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at kathylanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.